Hello and welcome back to Two Furs for the Avengers Reserve podcast episode 18 and I'm delighted as always to be joined by Sad Boy Kerr. How are you doing today Kerr? I'm good, I'm good, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, like I was just saying, not used to being so high up. We've been complaining about the last couple of epi- episodes, how I'm like so much shorter and it ends up like just being my head like all the way down here. <laughs> so um yeah, yeah, it's um it's good. Um obviously different surroundings as well. Um but yeah, I'm sure we'll get used to it. Um, how you been? How you been keeping? I've been good. I'm really really tired. Um I had the last 2 days off, so it was kind of like my weekend, so I went a little mm-hmm. uh ham, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. Where'd you go? Um well, we went to Frogs, Senior Frogs on Tuesday night, and then last night I just had a date. So, okay, nice. but I was drinking both nights, so probably not a, the best idea, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love it, love it. Um, yeah. Obviously, what if uh, this week, uh, what people are obviously tuned in for, yeah. has been very different. Um, quite a sad episode, really, this week, and yeah. kind of the first one where. I felt like that they obviously couldn't really continue it with the way they ended. So, yeah, it was uh, strange, to say the least. No pun yeah. intended. It definitely, it was definitely, like, I knew from the get-go, though, that it was not going to be a happy ending. You mm-hmm. know? Like, it was just one of those ones where you're just like, this is going to suck, and it's going to hurt the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I, I liked it, but I was also, like, I felt like everything was very rushed the whole time and I didn't take a lot of notes because I felt like everything was just like happening so fast you know yeah I think I think I agree with you that on that um I think yeah very similar feelings where it did feel quite rushed but I felt like it was taking the kind of comic book approach that's what I'm noticing more with that's the what ifs true. as I'm kind of as I'm like uh taking them in a little bit more is that like it's going very quickly because that's basically what they're doing in the comics mm-hmm. um only really because I've just really started reading the comics myself you know um and things kind of go like that but uh yeah i think the whole obviously stephen strange doesn't really end up losing his hands or what is it it's like loses his heart instead of his hands um i thought it was definitely a very interesting approach i'm not too sure how they quite justified that he then went on to become like the sorcerer supreme yeah. uh, or become the ancient one um, I was a bit, a bit, little bit confused by that. I thought they were just gonna repeat the Doctor Strange movie, um, so I'm very yeah. happy that they didn't do that. I'm, yeah, I'm glad that they, they've definitely been straying away from like kind of the films, mm-hmm. and especially in this one because like it obviously like had all of the events that happened in the first Doctor Strange film, yeah. but they just like did it really quickly in the beginning. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, like that's... all of that stuff still happened, mm. but then after that happened, then they like. I thought it was very interesting that the timeline after Christine dies is pretty much the same mm-hmm. as after he loses his hands. Like, there's like really barely any differences, in my opinion, or at least from yeah. like, the very short snippets of it. Like, it's interesting to me that like such a big change in the universe would still have such a similar outcome, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah. Up until I, a certain I, point. 
Yeah, no, I think I was, um, yeah, basically kind of coming on to that bit where they basically summarised the entire first movie, basically in that sort of like five minutes, and it felt, you know, kind of like, um, it was good, it was done, it was dusted, like we know the Doctor Strange movie, we don't need it repeated, yeah. and then, yeah, to see that, you know, it was obviously a little bit of a different path, but mm -hmm. um, essentially it was uh, still the same route for Doctor Strange, you know, still goes on this same journey to um, learn about the mystic arts, um, yeah. still defeats Dormammu and everything, everything kind of stays the same, there wasn't a different villain or anything like that. Um, what I did notice that was different, though, is that there was no mention of, I think it was Gordo, who we see in the yeah. post credit scene of Doctor Strange 2. So it's kind of like, where was he um, during this entire encounter? Does he... Yeah. Isn't it? I was um, thinking timeline? about how... I forget the guy's name, but the guy who was, like, supposed to be the Sorcerer Supreme and then kind of, like, went evil. Yes. I yeah, was yeah. looking for him the whole time. And I was like, oh, okay, Strange is going to be him. Like, that's going to be what's going to happen. And it pretty much is what happened. Mm. Um, to a different extent and for a different reason. But it was, like, kind of the same, like, using the mystic arts as a way to, like, do not-so-great things for yourself. <laughs> kind yeah. of thing, you know? Yeah. During, um... Stranger's kind of, you know, when he realises that he's not able, because he obviously goes through that whole few scenes or that, that scene, I suppose, where he goes back in time over and over again to try and save Christine and is unsuccessful to the yeah. point where the Ancient One is somehow able to intervene. Um, and uh, then a part of Doctor Strange ends up going to, I forget, the, the Cagliostro uh, secret library, I think it is. Um, to then going on to, you know, basically absorbing all these sort of like dark powers. I mean, we obviously kind of saw all of this. Um, I'm not sure I completely understood what it was that he was doing though, because he's just kind of absorbing these dark energy beings yeah. over and over. I didn't really understand how he got there. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like how he like got to the point where he was like, oh, okay, I'm just going to absorb the powers of these people or these like things, these entities. Like I was just kind of like, okay, but, like, how did you know that you could do that? And, like, like just why? I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention. Because, like I said, I feel like everything went so fast. And, like, if you weren't paying attention for, like, ten seconds, you just missed, like, a whole thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. I do get that. I just did feel, though, that, like, the whole transition to dark magic, like, it just happened like that. It was very, very quick. Like, one minute he was just still kind of grieving Christine, and then the next minute he's... You know, trying to get her back, but it didn't really seem like the main objective for him anymore. Um, so yeah, it was very strange. Um, what did you make of the Watcher intervening or basically making a legitimate appearance in this episode as well? I thought that was really interesting. I liked it. I was not like really surprised by it because I feel like if anyone was going to be able to like see him or like feel his presence, it would okay. be... Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange. So when he was like, I think he it was when he was in the library or something, and then the Watcher said something, and he was like, what was that? I was like, oh, okay, interesting. I feel like they're yeah. going to have a conversation at some point. I didn't mm -hmm. think that the Watcher would 
allow everything to happen like that was the one thing yeah it was kind of a weird one because i because i think he was kind of explaining it but not really is that like he just doesn't jump in at any point just watches yeah. all these timelines when he does have the power to kind of change it um mm. or so we're led to believe anyway um so yeah I, I, I did find all of that like just a little bit strange um and yeah he just continues to watch on um the other thing that i found a bit odd was obviously when strange is in the secret um library of cagliostro we see that he has spent years and years decades or you know decades of time or i think yeah. he said centuries but i don't really know yeah. if that's correct um but he spends all that time obviously learning the dark arts and perfecting it um whereas like we're just kind of led to question like what's really happening in the real world yeah yeah that's the kind of what if scenario that i want to know because I what's happened to infinity war I... and to endgame and all the other um appearances yeah. that doctor strange has i think it's really interesting though because like obviously he was like doing all of this for centuries but he was like manipulating time for himself and mm -hmm. also just, like, the time manipulation of, like, how it all just happened within the 12 hours of, like, Strange probably going to sleep. The other Strange going to sleep. You know? Mm. Because it was kind of, like, he was sent there and then the other Strange was sent back. Yeah. And all of what the dark, evil Doctor Strange was, like, doing happened within that 12 hour span of him going to sleep and waking back up and then going outside mm -hmm. and being like, what is happening? You know? Yeah. So I don't know. I just thought that was interesting that they kind of like played all that at once. I don't know. Like, I feel like that just like ended the universe, right? Like I don't yeah. think any of what infinity war, like any of infinity war even happened, like any of that kind of stuff, you know? It just mm. kind of, like, ends there. That universe just, like, died out because he decided he wanted his girlfriend back. <laughs> yeah. It just, yeah. I mean, it, it does, now that we're talking about it more and more, it sounds, like, so far-fetched because we know it's not something that Doctor Strange's character would really do. Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong, like, I believe that, you know, he would obviously grieve Christine and things like that. But it's the fact that he then takes, you know, it's after defeating Dormammu and all of this and him actually becoming, um, you know, the uh, the Sorcerer Supreme or the, the head um, mm -hmm. of everyone. Um, you know, he waits until that point to then use the time stone to then go back, like doesn't look for the power beforehand yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. Seems to really take his time. So that's the only thing that was kind of a bit like... Yeah, it just seemed, it just seemed a little far-fetched to me. I was... I agree. Because I was thinking he was going to start doing that from the moment that he saw the Time Stone. Not two years later. Yeah, yeah. Like, I thought it was kind of weird that it was, like, delayed. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, you gotta, but... you got to treat it in the same way as, you know, how he treated his hands when he couldn't use his hands anymore. And... It's the same sort of love that he has for his job that he kind of has for Christine. Like, he's both very much, you know, involved with those two things. Um, yeah. So, and, and the journey that he goes on is literally to, you know, get it fixed, like, straight away, you know, before going um, 
into the mountains, you know, he goes to all these different doctors and speaks to people and therapists and things like that to try and get it to be a little bit better so that he can go back to work. Mm. Um, so yeah, I just did feel like it just, it just wasn't quite the same energy. Um, but yeah, we obviously, yeah. No, I agree. we do find out that there's split timelines in one universe where we end up with the sort of strange Supreme versus good Dr. Strange. Um, which was, uh, yeah, just always felt a little bit overmatched for uh, the good Doctor Strange, whereas, you know, yeah. uh, Strange Supreme has been like practicing all these dark arts for all this amount of time. Um, but yeah, interesting yeah. fight scene and just an interesting scenario, which I wasn't entirely expecting. I, yeah, I wasn't expecting the whole like split timeline thing. I was just kind of expecting it to be like, okay it's going to end with him trying to bring her back and then that's just going to be it. Yeah. So the fact that there was like another strange made it just a little bit longer, I feel like. I feel like they needed something just to like make the episode a little longer. Yeah, yeah, I think it was but that. Like, yeah. I did I did like that though. Like I did like the way that they did it. Mm. Um but there was absolutely no way that like strange would ever have one yeah <laughs> like there was absolutely no way and i like that we've done that i like that it hasn't been a sort of like unrealistic expectation that you know strange has to win yeah. um you know the fact that strange supreme was successful um but you know christine even after all his efforts then becomes a part of time in that split timeline that she is then vanishing um yeah yeah i think it was it was a realistic expectation from the fans and what we could actually expect um, and yeah, just a dark, really dark ending to this episode because it ultimately leads um, to the Watcher refusing to interfere and it's the end of the universe, as he says. Yeah. Which is, like, not surprising. Oh, no. I'm not That's saying. exactly what I was expecting from, like, the beginning of this episode. I was like, this one's going to suck. Yeah. it's going to be, like, just sad at the end. Yeah. I mean... Um, I wasn't expecting Christine to, like disappear like that though that was my thing like, uh, once he brought her back i don't know why i wasn't expecting that but yeah i don't know i i don't really know what i was entirely expecting if he was successful because i didn't expect him to be successful in that way like it was very weird in that like he was trying to stop this ultimate point in time or whatever it's called right Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And it just didn't feel like that was actually possible because if you look at everything that has happened, like it came to the end of the universe, whereas it apparently has been done before. Um, yeah. So yeah, just left me just feeling a little bit more confused than anything as to kind of why she was vanishing, I suppose. Okay, so now obviously we're going to come on to ratings for this episode. Uh, Kerr, I'll let you go first as always. Uh, what did you make of this episode? Overall impression and your rating? You know, I haven't really thought that much about it. I want to say like seven. But mm -hmm. I don't... I don't know. What was last week's episode again? I think last week's episode was seven. No, what was, what was it? <laughs> what was the episode? Um... <laughs> 
I don't it remember. Wasn't yeah. Gave... Oh my god. Um, I know I gave it oh, a it six. was if if uh, Avengers went around. Oh, if Earth yeah. didn't have it, well, okay, no, yeah, heroes. seven. Because yeah. I gave that one a six, so this one's a seven because this one was better yeah. than last week's. Obviously, because I totally forgot what last week's even was. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was still confused and like, just. I don't know. I don't really know how I feel about the series as a whole. Like, there's some really good ones, but some of them I'm just like, mm. eh. Yeah, it is, it is, um, I spoke to somebody at work and he said that he was just going to wait to kind of just binge it all in one. And I was kind of a bit yeah. like, yeah, I kind of wish that I'd do that because it's one of them that, you know, you'll either just stop watching it or you'll carry on sort of thing. Um, it's yeah. not really like, a, like we've mentioned in the past, it doesn't quite get you excited for every, an episode every week, um, which is sad mm. to say, you know, um, I still feel like it's a good series. Um, it's just not, you know, the blockbusters that Loki yeah. and Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision even was. Yeah, it's definitely just filler to hold us over after yeah. the whole multiverse thing happened and before the rest of the multiverse stuff happens. <laughs> yeah. You know. But this is this is uh what I was saying to Lauren is that um there's so much content in this last quarter of 2021 because obviously yeah. we got Shang-Chi out tomorrow, you got Venom in a few weeks, uh you got the Eternals like 2 weeks mm-hmm. after that and then before you know it uh, it's going to be... <coughs> oh my god. Sorry. <laughs> Bless me. And then before you know it, you got Spider-Man in December. <laughs> <laughs> the Eternals is in November. It's not yeah. October. Yeah. Wait, so no, but Venom is, is in October. Oh, oh, okay. So we have something yeah. like for every month. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. But it's going to oh. go lightning fast. Yeah. Um, that's because cool. even this, we've got for another, what, six more episodes? So six more weeks? I think so, yeah. Yeah? So it could probably take us all the way up till uh, Venom, potentially. I'll have to double-check that, but... Yeah. I think it might Yeah, be. there is there is something literally every month. Um, which is good. Really looking forward to it. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, ratings, I think, yeah, I would probably go the same. I think I was, gave this uh, episode a 7 out of 10. Um, felt like it was a pretty decent episode and I liked that it was just very different ending to what you would kind of expect. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah, just like the darkness of it, like seeing a bit of a different, um, uh, kind of a different aura in this episode. It was good. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Um, we've obviously, as I've previously mentioned, uh, We've got Shang-Chi to look forward to as it comes out tomorrow, uh, Friday the 3rd of September. Um, we're obviously going to preview that right now. Um, just kind of like general expectations, predictions. Um, haven't really seen too much sort of like news-wise regarding Shang-Chi. Um, not too sure why that is, but I don't know. I don't really know what, what is really looking. The only thing that I've really seen is how people are talking about Abomination and how he's very different to what he looked like in the 2008 Hulk. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I don't really know what that is. 
what that means for the film, but yeah, interesting. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I also well, haven't I'm... seen the 2008 Hulk. So mm. that's yeah, yeah. the other thing. That's yeah, it. yeah, that's fair. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a really good fight scene that he has with Hulk because um, it does go on for a good sort of like five to ten minutes. Um, mm -hmm. It's like the big bad boss of Hulk. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, I'm even surprised that Abomination is in Shang-Chi and I'm intrigued to know what his situation is is in Shang-Chi, you know? I don't really understand yeah. how he's gotten there, what he's doing. Um, and yeah, I'm just a little bit baffled, a little bit baffled and just really intrigued to see how he is there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to see like what what they uh, what they do with that because I like I said I don't really know the character, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what it is, like what happens. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you make of the trailers that we've seen from Shang Chi so far? Do you get really excited from watching them? I'm I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I mm -hmm. haven't watched one in a bit. But I mean, I'm going to see the film on Saturday morning, so okay. I'm I'm excited. I think it's gonna be really funny. I don't. I the only thing that's giving me that is uh, Aquafina. Aquafina being cast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm expecting it to be like witty, and also just like really. It looks really cool. It looks like it looks really cool. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's probably the only one that I can really think of, other than kind of like Daredevil, but I mean, I haven't even seen that in a bit. But Marvel's really first take on a, on a martial arts type film, you know, Shang-Chi being like a martial yeah. arts master. Um, and they're always very different from your kind of like your superhero uh, movies. Um, very different. I think even the cast kind of, is telling us that it's going to be a little bit different from what we originally kind of expect. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I'm really excited to, to see how it unfolds. Um, yeah. Don't really know what the whole story that we can kind of expect. We know that obviously Shang-Chi is on the hunt for this organisation called, called the Ten Rings, um, and it's something mm -hmm. to do with his past. Um, so I'm guessing... You know, I kind of want to go into this a bit more blind um, rather than like researching about Shang-Chi and finding out the entire story before I actually go and see it. Um, I'm very happy for a change to just go into the cinema, you know, either tomorrow or this weekend, um, completely blind and finding out what is going on. Yeah. Same. Okay. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, I think that just about wraps it up. I don't really, like I said, I don't really think there's too much more to talk about Shang-Chi. There hasn't really been too much news or Easter eggs yeah. that have been spotted. Um, but yeah, very much looking forward to that tomorrow. Looking forward to next week's episode of What If. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, okay. So thank you very much for tuning in to the Avengers Reserve podcast. Uh, we will see you here next week where we'll be breaking down uh, Shang-Chi, The Legend of Ten Rings. Um, as well as the newest What If episode. Uh, so thank you very much for tuning in, whether it's been on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify. We will see you next week. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.